Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio here on 580-KIDO 107.5 FM. And Vic, our sister station, KLIX in the Magic Magic Valley. Valley. That's right. And uh, uh, we're so excited to have back on the show with us Lucy Willits, a member of the Boise City Council. And uh, some very timely and important things to talk about. So, Lucy, thanks for being back on the show, and thank you for your service. Uh, it's my pleasure, and Merry Christmas, gentlemen. I was just thinking that it was a year ago that I came on after my election. That's right. And it was around Christmas time. That's so exactly right. Time flies, and you're having fun. And it's been a busy, busy year. Let's talk about yeah, some of that Yeah, fun. let's talk about it. Yeah. One of those things that's going to affect uh, not only uh, uh, what's happening in Boise, but as cities continue to grow, uh, and we see that the election of city council members uh, becomes uh, more of, uh, rather than citywide elections, there's uh, specific districts. And Boise has gone through that first effort, I believe, of creating those districts. And so talk to us about that process and what it means about Boise having fair representation on the city council. Yeah, I, I think it's an important topic to talk about for a number of different reasons. So first of all, I am a result of a district election um, prior to the legislature requiring that any city over 100,000 people uh, elect their city councils by district, uh, they were elected at large. So there was no balance in terms of representation when it came to uh, geography. And the city of Boise went first um, two, you know, two years ago. Well, actually last year, I guess it was 2021. Um, the city redistricted based on uh 2010 census data, and now we just redistricted again based on 2020 census data. And so Meridian's going to have to do this as well. Um, you know, so any city that gets over 100,000, there's going to be a redistricting process. And I'm a result of it, so I'm a big fan of it. I think it's really important that you have people from different parts of the city represent you. L- Lucy, um, when was the last the time somebody city- like in your neighborhood or, you, you know, actually served on, on the city council and, and represented really, if you look at the, the demographic represented the majority of the people uh, and their uh, political leanings, if you will. Well, geographically, T.J. Thompson was uh, or does live in West Boise, but I think if you look as a whole, he was certainly an outlier. Everyone else um, was within a few minutes of downtown, and I I think that there's inherent bias in that. Um, My my fellow council um, friends have gone back and forth on this. They know that I'm a big fan of this. They are not. Um, And we're going to have some contested races if people run against each other. Um, But there's so much opportunity for the field. So there's six districts. I'm in District 1, so I'm the west to the west of Boise. Um, Like I, I neighbor basically Meridian and and Eagle in my district. It's a very big district. So my district is long and skinny. Um, the top of it is basically Chinden, and then there's a little bit of Boise that goes over Eagle Road. And then it basically follows Eagle Road clear down to Victory, and then the eastern part of the district is five miles. So it's, I mean, it's, it's long and skinny. Um, it's not the same district that I had um, or that I'm currently serving in. 
there's new parts of the district, but uh, you've got several districts now that are, have never had anyone in them. So, um, right. so there'll be, there'll be lots of opportunities. So, Councilwoman, Councilwoman Willits, why don't why don't you remind us, like, if if the map that is being proposed right now be, becomes the final map, and maybe it has. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell yeah, us. Mm-hmm. So, in District One, you represent District One right now. Um, mm-hmm. In District yeah. Two, is any current person council member in that district? No. In District no. Three, is anybody in that district? Well, see, now you're gonna. I'm gonna have to look at the map. I think it's a. It's a no. <laughs> yeah, it's a no. I believe, yeah. if I remember correctly, there's like three existing council three, member four. in District Five or District Four, and then there's two yeah. existing one. In another so you're district. gonna have a new city council so in a basically year. in yeah the mayor and all five yeah. all you know all six uh, all five districts are gonna six districts are gonna be up yeah. wow incredible very open yeah, race if I'm, if I'm remembering this with memory so one I'm in one right now then two three and four are do not have any incumbents That's so they, they have no representation right now and then five there's two two city council folks there and then in six there's three city council folks right. in it right now. So it's gonna be so, yeah, it'll really be a interesting. Ball game. And there's no primary, right? This is gonna happen next November yeah. and uh, and and that's that's when the decisions will be made. So the campaigning is going to start soon and uh, this is a real yeah. opportunity for people who have been frustrated with the, the the lack of representation in the city council. What district do they live in, get involved, run for the office. Uh, but this is this is gonna change uh, has an opportunity to change the complexion of the Boise City Council and what an opportunity that is. So yeah, it does. It does. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. And also, remember, the mayor's also up, so that's yes. going to drive uh, turnout as well. I mean, yeah. in my in my city council race, I think it was about 28 um, percent turnout on uh, you know, last year, and the mayor election two years before had upwards of 40 um, percent. So. People are going to be paying attention, um, yeah. although I know a lot of folks are exhausted because we just went through another election. There's another one coming. That's the thing about America. We always have elections, and that's a good thing. Yep. So uh, city, we're with City Councilwoman Lucy Willits, who is a councilwoman in Boise. You're listening to Keep Idaho Red Radio on KIDO 107.5 FM and 580 AM and on KLIX in the Magic Valley. Uh Councilwoman uh, Willits, in the news, big news, uh, it's been breaking for months and months, is the the issue of, uh, well, it started with uh, Chief Lee injuring an officer, uh, then it was disclosed that there were nine other officers that had lodged complaints, um, he was never put on leave, and then when those reports came out, he then was asked to resign, and now we've got it where the Office of Police Accountability person whose last name is Jara or Jesus Jara mm-hmm. has been uh, was uh, g- has gotten mixed up in this now and and he's been fired and now he's sued the city it's been like a months long just drama bring us up to date on um, on this and make it maybe a little bit simplified for our listeners and and then maybe mention why did you vote against firing Jesus Jara yeah, it is. It feels like a a three act drama play at this point. Uh, you know, you had um, Chief Lee that had all of these allegations when they made when they were made public 
Then he was asked to resign or essentially fired. Uh, then you had Brinkelson, um, you know, in his racist remarks. So that's the second act of the play. And then the third act of the play has been um, the firing of Casey Scherer. Um, and and there was, there's been quite a bit of media about this because I was the only one that voted against firing. Uh, Mr. Jara, and I would say a couple of things. One is, you know, we all have the opportunity to vote our conscience. And um, I made a commitment to the folks of West Boise that I was going to be the voice of West Boise, that I was going to bring a different perspective, and that I was going to look at everything independently. And my conscience could not allow me to vote to fire him. Uh, I don't think the office was set up for success. I think the temperature uh, got turned up quite a bit after Chief Lee, and I would have liked the the office and um, the position to be salvaged in some way, and it wasn't. And obviously now the city's getting sued, and there's a there's a lot of different underpinnings here, but. I, if we look backwards, I think we're all very disappointed. I mean, this is this is not uh, a reflection of uh, the men and women who who work at our Boise Police Department. And um, you know, Boise used to be the the shining star of of public safety. And I would say that the men and women that work there still are. But this is too much drama for our city, and uh, we've got to get a handle on it. We can't continue to lose officers to other, you know, other municipalities, and and they need to be respected. Um, you know, I was I was very discouraged with some of the rhetoric that came out about um, about the investigation with Brinkelson. Um, you know, I think there was a there was a tone that somehow folks weren't going to to give their best effort to any sort of investigation, and and I didn't appreciate that tone. Um, I certainly wanted folks to know that. I don't think that racism is pervasive within our police department, and I I respect the the work that that our police do within the city of Boise and the Treasure Valley, frankly. Um, so we we've, we've had a lot of things going on in the city. Uh, I think we've got to take a serious look at at what this office does, what it needs to do. Um, there needs to be a place for folks who have complaints, but I don't think the office is set up for success. I mean, if you look at the history, it's just not um, been set up in a way that I think is is uh, terrible. We should remind people that uh, the, the Boise City announced around April of 2021 that its intent was to replace the independent office of police oversight with this kind of in-house full-time uh, Office of Police Accountability, and that's really where it started. Whether it's independent, whether it's part of the the city um, machinery, so to say. But we will continue to um, <clears throat> we will continue to monitor this, and we obviously will have you back about this about this important topic. And we really do appreciate you uh, addressing it. And and now, Tom, um, I think you want to uh, maybe yeah, talk let's shift to, gears real quick. Yeah, about L- L- Lucy. One of the things that you ran on, which um, I think is is fun and exciting and and necessary long overdue is is uh, to bring back the 4th of July parade and you gave us a you gave us an update last time you were on the show but uh, Boise had a rich yeah. tradition of having a 4th of July parade that all of a sudden was just gone so what what's the status in bringing that back and and what can people do to help if they want to get involved because the city brought back the Veterans Day parade after yes. 3 years you were there I saw you there um tell us about bringing yeah, this phenomenal. important tradition back there you go yeah, so uh, 
I've talked in this program a lot about the importance of, of building community and celebrating um, uh, each other and also the great history of our nation. And I don't think there's a better way to do that than the 4th of July parade. And, and particularly as we've got a huge milestone coming up, I, I'm not going to say the, the anniversary name correctly, but it's like, you know, basically uh, you know, we've got a, a 200 plus years that we're going to celebrate. Um, so I've had a lot of people asking, you know, what's happening with the parade? What's happening with the parade? Um, so we have set up uh, a nonprofit for the parade. We're working right now to get all of the all of our ducks in a row, if you will, for that. And then shortly, probably after the first of the year, we're going to be putting out all the information that's needed for submissions. And we want you in this parade. <laughs> we want folks to be in this parade. We want to make it big. We want to make it um, a celebration of our country. And just know that those that criteria is coming um, very, very soon. And a huge shout out um, to, Cap, uh, to Cap Ed Credit Union. They are the ones that have picked this up and, and is helping to make this a priority um, because it takes so much work uh, to do. And they are a real partner within the community. We're also looking for other sponsorships to get this going, but we've got some incredible things planned. Um, I can't reveal all of them because you know, they're still in the works, but put this on your calendar, stay in town for the 4th of July, come to downtown Boise, be part of the celebration of We the People, and, and let's all get together and really focus on the thing that makes America so great, and that's the freedom in each other. Can't think of a better way to wrap up our interview with oh, Lucy that's, Willits. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be exciting, and we'll have you back as those details come out, and also just to continue to get updates on the Boise City Council and City Councilwoman Lucy Willis. Thanks for being on Keep Idaho Red Radio again and uh, appreciate your willingness to always participate. Uh, folks, we'll be back right after this break. <laughs> 